Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. At Irresistible University, I teach programs to help you drop the body image issues so you can gain confidence and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. I want to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by my signature program, Irresistible You. Irresistible You is a program designed for women who are ready to end the body hate shame cycle. My program will take you by the hand and lead you step by step to improved body image, confidence, and the life that you've been craving and the kind of lifestyle you know that you deserve. Right now is the perfect time to enroll and get a head start into the new decade. For Cyber Monday, I am giving you $200 off the current enrollment fee. That is insane, you guys. I will never, ever offer my enrollment fee this low ever again. I want you to not miss out. If you're looking for a sign, if you're looking for an opportunity to change your life, this is it. Go ahead, click on the link in the show notes to enroll and to learn more about the program. Okay, so this episode, you guys, okay, over the holiday weekend, we're just wrapping up Thanksgiving weekend. It's officially December 2019. Can't believe it. Not sure where the time has gone. Um, But I watched a movie over the weekend, you know, got to spend a lot of time at home, sitting around with the family, sitting by the Christmas tree, just hanging out, and it was really nice. And so I watched this movie last night on Amazon Prime called Brittany Runs a Marathon. You've probably seen it, heard of it. It's going all around Prime. It's all on social media right now. This movie is basically about this woman in her late 20s. She's always like partying it up at night, getting drunk, eating shitty food. Um, She doesn't love her job. She's got like this mediocre life. She feels stuck. She feels lost. She's unmotivated. She's lazy. And she has this wake up call because she goes to the doctor and she realizes by talking to the doctor how unhealthy she actually is. She's at risk for all these diseases, her levels are horrific, and the doctor tells her, you know, you are very overweight and you need to lose about 50 to 55 pounds. And I want to share kind of my thoughts around the movie and some things that I saw in the movie, some things that I didn't see, and share my thoughts around the transformation that happens in the movie that's not just about the weight loss. I want to really dive into that today. So there was a lot of things in the movie that um, I found really irritating. There was a lot of things in the movie that I thought were done quite well. Um, It's definitely not one of my favorite movies. It's definitely something I would recommend watching. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that it's something that you're going to be interested in. So if you know that you want to watch it, I mean, do I really have to say spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. That so irritates me when we have to say those things now. It's like, obviously, if you don't want to learn more, don't listen to the rest of this. Um, anyway, so the movie starts off with the stereotypical 
Hollywood interpretation of what all fat girls must be. Any girl that's not skinny, any girl that's not a size two, clearly she must be ugly, sad, sloppy, lazy, depressed, miserable, has a shitty job, a shitty life. And that is the role that Brittany is basically playing. She also um, definitely plays the role of being the victim. Like she thinks all her circumstances are so unique. Nobody has it as bad as her. Woe is me. She throws the pity party of the year, never takes ownership, never takes accountability for her actions. And when she sees other people around her that are, you know, maybe financially successful or they are thin or, you know, their life is like pulled together, she looks at them like, you know, well, they're a bitch or they must not have any issues in their life. And like, it's just all about her. She's extremely selfish, extremely um, just not willing to take ownership of her life. Right. So in the movie, she goes to get basically to con the doctor out of a prescription of Adderall because she knows she has no motivation. She has no energy. And instead, the doctor's like, yeah, I know what you're doing. And instead, diagnoses her as like overweight. You've got all these issues. You're you're putting your health at risk. Your numbers are not good. And says that she needs to lose like 50 to 55 pounds. Okay. Now, this is just a side note. This is not what I'm here to talk about. But as a side note, some of the reviews and things that I've been seeing around the internet are that this movie is fat shaming and that this scene in particular is extremely fat shaming. Here's the deal. If you go to the doctor and you're technically overweight and your health is in the gutter because of it, that is in no way fat shaming. And you guys know, if you're OG listeners of mine, you know that I believe that there is no health at every size. Like there's that thing that's out there and I don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to that mentality because you get to a certain point in your life where your physical weight is actually a problem. If it is like limiting your quality of life, it, it is if it is affecting your levels and your actual health, it's a problem. And I don't subscribe to this whole thing of like you're fat shaming because you actually need to lose weight right? There's a difference between I need to lose weight for my health. I need to lose weight because I am, I have no motivation, no energy. My levels are shit versus like, oh, you need to lose weight because you just need to fit into this size. Like anyway, I digress. I'm not getting into that, but I just wanted to side note that because it's irritating me when I see these people making reviews about how this is like fat shaming because the doctor says you need to lose weight. Anyway, um, So in the movie, you know, she decides that she's going to start running and she's going to train for a marathon. That's basically what the movie is, um, is about. Uh, But there's a lot more to it than just her training for the actual marathon. So in the movie, you know, she starts running. She is, can barely run a block without dying. And as the movie goes on, she's running more. She's losing weight. And in the movie, it it was actually kind of irritating. This is one of those parts for me where she's wearing a fat suit. She's wearing a fat face, like prosthetic, and it looks horrible. It's absolutely horrific. And it's, it just, that part just got under my skin. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, But as the weight is coming off, you know, in the movie, she's starting to experiment more with makeup. And the beginning of the movie, she is just a hot ass mess. Like she is the epitome. If you were to open the dictionary under hot ass mess, Brittany from Brittany Runs a Marathon would be next to the 
the definition. In the beginning of the movie, her hair is disgusting. It's always sweaty and frizzy and oily. And now, because she's losing weight, this is another, like, one of those Hollywood stereotypes that is another thing that kind of annoys me. But now her hair is, like, more blown out, more stylish, more chic. In the movie, she starts going out more. She's making friends. She's dipping her toes into some relationships. She's taking better care of herself. All of these physical things. So she's now experimenting wearing better clothes. In the beginning, her clothes look sloppy and dirty, and she's just so not pulled together. Like, she's just a hot mess. And her workout clothes in the beginning, she basically doesn't even have any, and so she's wearing these, like, rags to run out. It's just, it's so bad. Well, now she's, like, wearing more, like, clothes that fit her body. She's doing more stuff with her hair and her makeup, all this physical stuff. So as the weight is shedding, she's also experimenting more with how she looks and taking better care of herself from a physical standpoint, okay? Now, as she starts to transform her body, you see in the movie that her life is starting to change as well. So before, where she was almost like this invisible hot mess walking around the street, she is now being noticed, right? Men are noticing her. There before, there's like parts of the movie where the subway doors always get shut in her face, and now men are opening and holding the doors open for her. She um, is starting, like I said, she's starting to date a little bit, dip her toes in the water with some relationships, and you know, she's starting to do more things like that and noticing that her life is definitely changing as she's getting thinner, as she's going down the scale, okay? And as she gets closer and closer to what she called, what she, def- she actually defined it in the movie, what it was, she defines her goal weight. She's getting really, really close. She's inching her way down, getting really close to her goal weight, and they have these scenes where, like, she's jumping on the scale, okay? When she's getting on the scale... And she's seeing that she's not at her goal weight yet. That kind of, and, and the movie doesn't say this. It's kind of implied. And I'm kind of taking my own interpretation of what I've been through. So I understand this. She starts to self-sabotage all of her friendships. Like there's this one scene where the friends that she's made through running actually want to be her friend. They actually want to sponsor her in the marathon and like pay for her and do all these nice things for her. And she rejects them. And she does it in such a way that is so disgusting, so nasty, so rude, and completely sabotages these friendships. She does the same thing with this man in her life that clearly wants to date her, and she treats him like total shit, completely blows him off, self-sabotages the entire relationship. And the reason for that is she clearly can't see her own self-worth, her own value, And when you don't know your own self-worth and your own value, there's no way in hell that you're going to believe that people in your life have good intentions. Your thought is always, what do they want from me? I don't want their pity. I don't want their charity. They want something for me. Otherwise, they would not be offering help or just wanting to hang out. I know there's one point where she even asks her friend who wants to help sponsor her in the marathon. She's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I'm your friend. And to her, that was like this foreign concept because she was surrounding herself. In the beginning of the movie, she had this roommate and some other friends that were really toxic. They basically kept her around as like the quote unquote fat, funny friend. 
for entertainment purposes only, right? That was why they kept her around. And my interpretation of all of this is that because she's not at her goal weight, she still believes that she is unlovable. She still believes that she is not worthy of these relationships or these friendships. So the movie goes on and she weighs herself again, realizes like, I think the scale even goes up a couple of pounds or so. And when it does that, and Irik related to this part so much because when she saw the scale had gone up a few pounds, she puts on her running shoes. It's the middle of the night and she goes for a run. It's hard and it's like aggressive. It's like aggressive and hard around the block. I don't know where she goes, but she goes running so hard and so aggressively. I remember one time knowing that I had a vacation coming up that was planned I told myself I was going to lose weight, be at a certain number. I wasn't there. Two days before the vacation, I went outside at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. It was cold. And I ran so aggressively, like as if that was going to cure and like get all the weight off in two days. Like, but that's the mindset that you're in when you're constantly just like striving after this goal weight. And that's all you're worried about is the goal weight that you have to reach. Well, in the movie, she runs so hard and aggressively that she actually ends up getting a stress fracture in her leg. So that marathon that they've been training for now, they're going to run the New York City Marathon, which is like the, one of the, I think it might even be the biggest marathon. I don't know. Right before this marathon, she has a stress fracture. The doctor's like, sorry, there's no running. There's no activity on this leg for eight weeks. That's it. Like, you're done. You're done. As this happens, her life now is starting to snowball and her life is starting to fall apart. She loses her job. She like house sits for these rich people and she's been living there also. She loses her job. Now she has nowhere to live. And so she goes back home to like her childhood home where her sister and her brother-in-law now live. While she's there, she starts packing on the pounds. She's using food like a drug. She's emotionally eating again. She's drinking herself crazy every single night going back into all of these like old destructive behaviors, right? She shuts out all of her friends completely when they try to call her. And remember, she's basically sabotaged these relationships already. When they are still trying to reach out to her, they are still offering olive branch to her. They are still reaching out to her. She's ignoring the phone calls anytime they call. But yet she's looking at their social media. She's seeing their photos from the marathon that they got to run. And all she does is like have like disgust for everybody. Like she again falls back into I'm such a victim. Everybody else's life is going good. I can't do anything right. I'm always going to be like this. I can't get it. Like this is just who I'm going to be. Like totally goes back into I'm a victim throwing the pity party of the year instead of being happy for other people instead of taking responsibility and ownership for her actions and where she is right now in her life. And so she basically is being an asshole to every single person in her life, even to herself. So in the movie, there is this, everything kind of comes to a head. There's this major blowout with a stranger that shows up during her brother-in-law's birthday party. Now, this woman is pretty overweight, honestly. She's, she's an overweight woman. She's much bigger than her husband, but they show up at the party very happy, having a great time. And Brittany is wasted. It's like middle of the day, 
barbecue outside. She's trashed. And she starts calling this woman out for no reason, literally out of the blue for no reason. She starts calling this woman out on her weight, saying things like, there's no way your husband loves you like that. Look at you. You're so disgusting and goes on and on. It is like, it's actually, it's like a movie, but it's still cringeworthy to watch this scene. You just feel so like, oh my God, why are you doing that? The way she treats this woman in front of all these people is just vile. It is disgusting. And this, I would say basically is her absolute rock bottom. Like this whole journey that she's been on, this is definitely her hitting the rock bottom. And even with Brittany, she loses like, I think like 40, 40 or 50 pounds in the movie. She's still not enough for herself. And when she is shaming this overweight woman, that is Brittany totally projecting her own feelings about herself, about her body onto this other woman. Because she, in her mind, is thinking, I'm not lovable unless I'm at my goal weight. I'm not lovable unless I'm in a thin body. And when she sees someone else who's clearly happy, because the way this woman is portrayed, she's extremely happy, very bubbly, having a great time. In Brittany's mind, there's no way in hell this woman could ever be happy because look at you. Look at her. Like, she's disgusting. Like, how could you ever love someone like that? Because that's how she still feels about herself. So even though she's lost a significant amount of weight in the movie, she, Brittany, is still an asshole She's still miserable. She's still mean. She's so mean to other people. She's so mean and nasty to herself. And all this weight loss, all this outward appearance, all this outward stuff that she's been doing, it's still not enough for her because she's still miserable on the inside. So even though she's lost the physical weight, she hasn't shed any of the emotional pounds. She hasn't shed any of the emotional weight and it shows like she's still carrying all this emotional baggage. And this is why she spirals completely out of control when life decides, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and punch you in the gut with all these things all at once. And that's the thing, you guys, like life is Life can be beautiful and happy and fun, but it's also tragic and sad. And there's times where it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when is life going to punch you in the gut? And how many times have you done that? How many times have you gained and lost, gained and lost, you lose the weight, and then you gain it all back and revert to your old habits when life gets too complicated, when life gets too painful for you to deal with? I know that you've been there because I've been there too. So at the beginning of the movie, they show her as this fat. And and when I say fat, you guys, like this is like I said at the beginning, stereotypical Hollywood interpretation of what fat is. Like she's really not all that fat. She's sloppy. She's miserable. She's a little overweight, but she's not like obese, right? So that's another like irritating thing with these kind of movies. But Anyway, we're not going to we're not going there right now. Like we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but at the movie, she's shown as this fat, miserable woman whose life is out of control. She's in a dead end job. Nothing is going right for her. 
they show her as being lazy and sloppy and unmotivated and connecting that back to her being fat. And she's miserable. She's unmotivated. She's lazy. She's sloppy. Yes. She is in a dead-end job. She is not going anywhere in her life at the moment. Not just because she's overweight, not just because she's fat or because she's fat. She's miserable because she hates herself. She's miserable because she has zero self-love. She has zero self-worth. And so it shows up in the movie as her acting like an asshole to people, acting like an asshole to herself, always cracking jokes about herself. And then as the weight starts to come off, she starts doing that to other people because she hasn't dealt with her own shit. She hasn't dealt with her own like self-hatred inside. And so weight loss alone is never, ever, ever going to change you acting like an asshole to yourself or to other people. Weight loss alone is not going to magically change the way that you treat yourself. If you hate yourself at 250 pounds, you're still going to hate yourself at 150. And I would even bet here that you would hate yourself more because you have expectations that that is supposed to just go away because you're skinny. Now, now let me say this. Weight loss can also be a great catalyst to spiral you into the personal development journey. Okay? And I say that because weight loss can kind of be that catalyst to where you're like, you know what? I was treating myself like shit. I was eating bad. I was being lazy. I was laying around all the time. So I felt like crap. And now that I'm losing weight, now that I'm eating better, now that I'm getting outdoors and exercising and feeling motivated, I need to do better for myself like as a whole. And so a lot of times weight loss can be that catalyst for personal development. But the problem is that so often you hate yourself down the scale instead of loving yourself and wanting to lose weight from a place of self-love and respect as the scale goes down. So you think, my body's disgusting, I'm gross, I'm disgusting, I need to get this weight off. If anyone's going to love me, if I'm going to love myself, i got to get the weight off. And so you hate yourself down the scale versus, you know what, what if I tried loving myself and valuing myself down the scale and let's see how things would end up differently. So then when life decides I'm going to punch your ass in the gut, maybe you have better coping skills than shoving your face in a bunch of food and alcohol. So instead of going on a journey of total personal development and transformation, you usually... Just focus on the number on the scale, how many pounds you have to lose, what size you have to be by, you know, Aunt Aunt Mary's wedding day. I have to get the weight off by the family reunion, by the cruise, by whatever. That's what you're focusing on and, and putting this deadline and these parameters around it versus, you know what, fuck weight loss, fuck the date. I'm going to worry about getting this weight off and 
also going on a deep personal development transformation. Because it's not just about losing the weight. It's not. And I speak from experience when I tell you this because this is exactly what used to happen to me over and over and over again. From my very first time writing a diary entry at 11 years old and the beginning of the diary entry was today marks the beginning of my new life because I'm finally going to be skinny. At 11 years old, I believed my life would begin as soon as I lost the weight. And I went on for almost 20 years telling myself that same exact story. So it's not about just losing the weight. Okay. And it wasn't until my last major depression and major weight gain that I went through at the beginning of this decade, basically, that I decided enough is enough. And that's where the Irresistible You framework, the guiding principles that I teach, all of those things came from all of my past experiences, but what I went through with this last major weight gain and major depression. And that's when I discovered there's these pieces that are missing that no diet and no di- no detox or no exercise plan are ever going to give you, ever. And just to kind of tell you a little bit more about my story, when I first realized that I had been basing my entire life of happiness, back to that 11-year-old journal entry, I had been basing my entire lifetime of happiness according to how much I weighed. My weight got to dictate how happy I was or how sad I was or how much I was worth or how much I wasn't worth. And when I look back on that, it makes me sad. It makes me feel like I don't have regrets now because everything in my life has has led me to where I am in this moment recording this podcast. But when I look back, I feel sad for that woman and the time and the things that she was wasting, waiting for the weight. I went on my first diet when I was in middle school, you guys. And from that moment, I tried every single diet from Richard Simmons to the Atkins diet, to the South Beach diet, to the grapefruit diet, to the Special K diet, to everything you can think of, every drug, every pill, including these foreign pills that I couldn't even read the box that gave me insane stomach cramps for days because of the desperation that I thought losing the weight would give me that losing the weight would unlock this magical life for me. I did every 3 a.m. infomercial gimmick that promised me happiness when I got to my goal. I even had the ab roller, this this contraption that you used to lay in to do sit-ups because you can't just do sit-ups on the floor. No, we got to have this huge-ass chair that took up like a whole entire corner of my house and my bedroom. I mean, y'all, I had everything. You name it, I have done it. I promise you. And here's the rub. None of it worked. None of it. After years of effort, of failed attempts, I finally realized that what I needed was an actual plan, a strategy that focused on my needs. Not just what I wanted to weigh, but focused on how I wanted my life to be. 
And that is when I decided like something has to change. I don't have any other options here. This is my no plan B commitment to Amy, to myself. I knew that continuing to binge eat, continuing to obsess over my weight was no longer an option. Staying fat and miserable was not an option either. Going on another yo-yo diet just to lose weight right before a wedding or an event was not an option. And that is when I decided this is it. I am going to figure this shit out. I am going to figure out why for years I have yo-yo dieted and I fall back into these depressions and I gain back a shit ton of weight all at once. Why is that happening to me? And that is when I said, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And this time I'm going to actually invest in my own personal development. I'm going to uncover why emotional eating, why binge eating, and why hating myself and my body was an issue for me. If I could uncover all of that, then I could create the life I really want. I can create the life I crave. I can create the life I know I'm capable of living. And when I went through that journey, I had this aha moment where I realized I had been attaching all of my self-worth and all of my confidence to an imaginary number on the scale. It's like chasing a ghost. And even if I reach that number, I'm still not going to have the life that I want because I'm just focused on a number, right? It has to be a holistic journey. You have to do all of the things. And that was my turning point, you guys. When I discovered the things that were missing, when I discovered what I actually needed to be focusing on, that's when everything changed. That is when I implemented what is now the Irresistible You framework. That is where I came up with the five guiding principles of an irresistible life. And I was able to take that method, that framework to help myself, but to also help other women who are just like you who are sitting there right now, doubting everything that I'm saying, putting up resistance to change, thinking that, yeah, yeah, right, I just need to lose the weight and everything will be fine. I, I know you're doing that. I know that you are. And I'm telling you now, I am not a bullshitter. I am not someone who's going to blow smoke up your ass. I keep it real. I keep it raw. And when you look at this as a total personal development transformation and not just a weight loss journey, beautiful things will happen in your life. And as I watched the movie, I was like, that is the epitome of what I'm talking about here. This woman goes on a weight loss journey, decides to run a marathon. And at the end of the day, when she can't run anymore and she can't like get outdoors and be physical and she can't keep the weight off and all these people are just like her life is falling apart around her. She goes right back into who she used to be because she hasn't done anything to change it. Because you think that just losing the freaking weight is going to magically change you. It's going to magically make you not be an asshole anymore. It's going to magically stop you from playing the victim of your life. It's going to magically change you and go from your dead end job to this amazing career that you've always wanted. It's going to change your shitty marriage and give you this knight in shining armor who, if he's not there today, he's not going to be there tomorrow because you lose the weight. 
And the movie really illustrated that to me of like, that is what this is about. If you're going into wanting to lose weight, thinking that it's going to change everything else in your life, you're wrong. You're mistaken. Everything in your life will change when you decide to step up to the plate, when you decide to take ownership and responsibility for your actions and where you are today. And when you decide to say, you know what, this isn't just about weight loss. I am actually going to go on a personal development transformation. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in losing five pounds in a week, losing 40 pounds in six weeks. Let me get toned and fit for Aunt, you know, Aunt Mary's wedding or the family reunion or the cruise coming up. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in anybody's plan. I'm not interested in anybody's bullshit infomercial. What I'm interested in is becoming a better version of me. What I'm interested in is having unbreakable confidence. What I'm interested in is not being triggered by something that happened 25 freaking years ago. What I'm interested in is not laying my ass on the couch for four days in a row. I'm interested in living my life. I'm interested in living the best version of me that I can possibly be because I don't know about you, but we don't have much time on this earth. And so I want to make this time the best time that I can possibly make it. And sitting around, feeling sorry for yourself, watching Netflix for four days in a row, shoving your face with a bunch of food, that's not living, boo. So I suggest you find a new way. And a new way is about going on and investing in your own personal development transformation. And I tell you, I swear to you, when you do that, beautiful things will happen to you. And the things that you focus on, when you decide to do that, you learn how to stop beating yourself up. You learn how to stop talking shit to yourself. You learn how to stop believing the stories and the thoughts that you tell yourself that you're not enough. You stop believing that weight loss is the only key to unlock your happiness and your self-worth. And whatever stories you're telling yourself today, you learn how to un like how to untell those stories and tell yourself something new. And right now, I promise you, you don't even realize half the shit you're telling yourself on a daily basis because you're not tuned into it. Because it's not just about what you say to yourself, it's the actions that you're taking. When you're allowing yourself to stay in a shitty-ass relationship, when you're allowing yourself to go to a job every day that you curse out and can't stand, deep-rooted under all of that stuff is what you believe about yourself. It's what you believe that you deserve. And when you know you're the shit, when you are so confident, girl, when you have all this like love for yourself, I'm not... I am not about to take shit off of anybody else. And if someone's going to devalue me, if someone's going to talk down to me, if someone is going to like treat me like a piece of crap, bye. Bye, Felicia. I don't have time for it because I know my worth. And I know I'm worth a lot more than that. But when you're just going through the motions and you don't even realize what's going on under the surface, you tolerate certain things. When you go on this journey, you also gain a shit ton of confidence. 
You're not going to earn your confidence by fitting in a size six. Okay, that might feel good for a second to be like, damn, I lost the weight. Look at me. I can go in the store, wear whatever I want. That's a great feeling. It is. It's a great feeling. Let's not talk. Let's not act like that's not a great feeling because it is. But just fitting into a certain size is not confidence. It's not. It's not. Confident people don't treat other people like crap. Confident people know their worth and know their value. And that I call it the new car smell, the new weight loss smell. It will go away. It will go away and then you're left with all that hatred and disgust for yourself. And so when you go on this journey, one of the things that I teach is building up your confidence and making confidence the queen of your life. Another thing that happens is you're going to learn how to start going out and doing new things. Because when you're miserable, when you're unhappy, when you don't have any self-confidence or self-esteem, what do you do? You become a recluse who stays at home and never goes out into public. You turn down invitations. You don't put yourself out there for promotions. You don't like, it's like you become this invisible person because you're allowing that to happen. So you learn how, this is one of the things I teach in my program, you learn how to start going out and trying new things, how to make new friends, new relationships, find new hobbies, trying things that you have always been like scared to try because you were terrified that there might be a weight limit. You were terrified of other people's judgment. And so what do you do? You put your life on hold, waiting for the weight, telling yourself, oh, I'll go kayaking, I'll go boating, I'll go swimming, I'll go horseback riding, I'll have a baby when I lose the weight. Except you haven't. So what are you waiting for? You also will learn how to start living in the moment. Because when you're in this 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 negative place, you're not enjoying life. You're not living life. You're just zombie walking through it. You're you're just existing. When you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is start shit talking your job and like huffing and puffing all through the morning and rushing through the house like a hot ass frazzled mess, that's not living. That's existing. You learn how to stop waiting for the wait. You learn how to stop throwing your time away. You learn how to stop living with regrets. Because that's one of the most painful things when you're in this place is that you're living a life where time is passing you by. And the older you get, the faster it seems to go, even though that's not like actually true. It just feels like it. But once that time is gone, it's gone. And how many regrets do you have? How many more regrets are you willing to allow? in your life because of your weight, because of how you feel about yourself. You also learn on this journey how to start dressing in clothes that fit and flatter your body now, not waiting until you get to a certain size to put on a hot-ass dress, to put on a sparkly-ass whatever. I'm looking at my, my sequin poncho, or it's like a long duster thing. I don't even know what you call it on my clothing rack right now. Wear that shit now. You're going to learn how to wear that stuff now. You're going to learn how to start getting your glam on, wearing makeup, doing your hair, taking pride in yourself for goodness sakes. 
And that was one of the things in the movie is like in the beginning with Brittany, and this is one of those things that annoy me. It's like clearly she's overweight, but like she puts no time or pride in her appearance. So she's just sloppy. Her clothes are ratty. Her hair is a hot mess. Like her skin is like, it's just, ugh. And just because you're overweight doesn't mean you don't take pride in your appearance. And I know for so many of you, there is, um, there's this feeling that if you go to the store and ask for help in getting makeup or hair or a new bra size, like getting fitted for a bra or going to get a massage or doing these things that are going to take care of you, you're afraid of judgment. You're afraid that someone's going to judge you and go, well, what does that fat bitch want from me? She can't even lose the weight. You think I'm going to give her makeup advice? Does she not see what she looks like? I know that those thoughts go through your mind because they used to go through mine too. And so I allowed those thoughts that I didn't even have proof of anyone saying those things because I was making it up that they were saying that in their own head. See how crazy this gets? It just, it spirals. And so in my program, I teach you how to create a signature style, how to get your glam on in your way of getting your glam on. Because not everybody's version of glam is wearing a rainbow sequin duster, okay? (laughs) I teach you how to do that in your own style. And how to take care of your physical appearance to match the new self-love and confidence on the inside. And how to match that to the outside. And so these things that I just said to you are actually part of the five guiding principles that I teach within Irresistible You. The five guiding principles are break the rules, get your glam on. I mean, I'm sorry, break the rules, make confidence queen, feed your soul, be in the moment, and get your glam on. Under those five guiding principles, there's a lot of stuff to learn. There's a lot of things to implement. But those are the five things that are not going to be found in any diet, in any detox, or any workout plan. I promise you that. And again, I'm going to say this over and over again, it's not just about the weight. Because there are plenty of thin women who are carrying pounds of emotional weight. Who are not living under these five guiding principles. And that was also in the movie where when you are overweight and woe is me, I'm the victim, let's have a pity party. When you're in that mindset and you see someone else who is thin, you automatically hate them. You automatically think, well, she's a bitch. Well, she doesn't get it. She doesn't know what this is like. Guys, like, your weight has nothing to do with your inside pain. Your weight has nothing to do with your emotional weight. Your weight has nothing to do with the emotional pain of life. Everybody goes through that experience together. And so, I love you, but you're not special because you're in pain. You're not special because you've been through some shit. So has everybody else. And you need to understand that because continuing to play the victim, continuing to think that like nothing good ever happens to you, nothing good ever happens to you because you choose to sit in your own wet blanket of misery because it's comfortable to you. It's familiar to you. It's miserable, but it's familiar. And humans don't like change. We just don't. Even if we're miserable, it's hard to change. 
So this is about taking responsibility for you, for your life, and becoming the best version of yourself. Not the best version to look like me. Not the best version to look like somebody on TV, to look like somebody in your family. The best version of you. It's about ending the pity party. It's about taking responsibility for your own life. And not blaming your circumstances and your weight and all your other problems on everybody else. Even putting that on perfect strangers that don't even know you. Your weight did not cause you to have a shitty job. Your weight didn't cause your bad marriage. Your choices did. And when you know that you're worth more than a shitty job and a bad marriage, you don't stick around. You take actions to change your circumstance. You take actions to change where you are. I don't say any of this to like gloss over the fact, oh, it's so easy. No, none of this is easy. And this is all how I live my life now. This is how I live my life. I live my life by these five guiding principles. I live my life by the Irresistible You framework. And it's exactly what I teach my students inside of my signature program, Irresistible You. You need accountability and you need support that a program like that provides. Because here's the deal. If you could do it alone, you would have done it already. If a diet was going to solve your problems, it would have solved them already. Because Lord knows you've probably done a ton of them. And here's the rub. 2020 is less than a month away. Not only is it a new year, it's a new decade. A brand new decade. And I want you to think about this. How did you spend the last decade of your life? How? From 2010 until now, how did you spend this decade? Because it's gone. It's gone. This is it. It's over. It's a wrap. And how did you spend it? How many times did you go on a yo-yo diet in the hopes that you'd magically just land the perfect body and the perfect life as a result? If you're listening to this podcast, which you are right now, I know that you're ready for more because you wouldn't be listening to this if you had it all figured out yourself. It's time to invest in you and your future, whatever that looks like. It's time. It's time. It's a new year. It's a new decade. And it is time to take control and take ownership. Because if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. So if you get a chance, take a, um, go over and, and check out the movie if you'd like. But what I want you to get from this is not about the movie. It's about the learning from the movie that goes back to the fact that just wanting to lose weight, thinking it's going to increase your, like, improve your life, it's not. What's going to improve your life is when you decide, you know what, I'm going to go on a total personal development transformation, not just a weight loss journey. I'm going to actually go on a transformation to change the way I think, the way I feel, the way I act. And if weight loss is part of that, great. But just wanting to lose weight because you can't stand yourself, you don't like your life, you don't like your job, you don't like your husband, you don't like the way you look, that's not okay. Because that's going to keep you stuck in the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle. 
where when you decide, you know what, this is a personal development transformation, that's when real change happens. That's when your life actually has the opportunity to go in a direction that right now you didn't think was possible. Anything is possible. And I want you to know that even though right now maybe it doesn't seem like it, it's never been easier for you to create that life that you crave. I want you to know that it is 100% possible to feel confident without relying on another yo-yo diet and without getting to your goal weight. You don't have to get to your goal weight to live a confident, happy life. And I speak from experience. I also speak from helping other people who thought that that life, that thing that they wanted was only reserved for goal weight. That there was like this, here's the thing, guys, there's no prerequisite to be happy. You don't have to achieve a certain thing to decide to be happy. And what I've learned, not only from my own journey, but with working with other women, I've discovered one lesson that has become very clear to me. There's a proven framework for feeling irresistible, and it's not another diet. And I can show you exactly how to make this all happen for yourself, even if right now it feels intimidating or impossible. And within the program, within Irresistible You, you get a step-by-step plan that you can follow regardless of what you weigh. That does not matter. You get this plan that will give you the confidence that this won't be like other things that you've tried. That you'll finally stick with it and you can create lasting change around your relationship with yourself. Because that's what this is all about. It's not about your weight. It's not about your actual body. It's about the relationship that you have with yourself. And if you have a shitty relationship with yourself, why are you walking around expecting all your other relationships in your life to be amazing? Right? If you don't love yourself, if you think you're a piece of shit, why is anybody else going to think anything differently? You've got to start right here where you are with you. Okay, so I hope this episode is helpful. If you are interested in taking things to the next step, if you want to look at Irresistible You, if you know that that's the next best step for you, if you are ready to enroll, I'm telling you, take advantage of this sale because this price, it will never, ever be available again. This is absolutely insane what I'm giving this away for. So go into the show notes, click on the link, go on and enroll. If you have questions, I would love to answer your questions. You can go inside of the free Facebook discussion group or you can shoot me an email as well and I would or DM and I would be happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, you guys, if this episode or this podcast is helping you create an irresistible life, I would love for you to leave a rating and review over on iTunes. It is free to leave a review and it only takes a couple of minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next time, stay irresistible.